Hi everyone and welcome to the second season of Can You Put Me On Guest List. After a couple of months break, the podcast is back and I'm so excited to share with you all some really interesting and insightful chats with different people from the dance music industry. And I'm so happy to be kicking off season two with such a great guest. We've been trying to record this for a while now and we could never find the perfect time to do it. So we finally got round to doing it. And I think this is a great time to record this as well as everything is getting prepared for the summer season. Today's guest is Nick Yates, AKA Chief, AKA Nasty Nick. But you haven't heard that one before, have you? Well, you'll find out all about these names in the podcast. Spanning a 20-year career, Nick has been the driving force behind building a multitude of club nights and festivals, as well as discovering and pulling new talent through the ranks. After a successful few years as a promoter in Manchester, Nick moved to Ibiza in 2008, which is where his career properly took flight. After starting at the infamous Zoo Project during his first summer on the White Isle, he soon stapled himself as a promoter who turned heads with every party he put on. Fast forward to 2011, Nick began to work at DC10 and the year after in 2012, he started working with Paradise, where he's still at today as the worldwide booker. Nick is also the co-founder of the well-known brand and label Kaluki and is also a passionate ambassador for music against cruelty to animals. I just think in this day and age, it's saturated with a lot of overpriced people and DJs and we're not paying enough attention to the new kids that are coming through. Definitely. And the new talent. And it's all fresh, new with new sounds. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I've been doing it for the past couple of years, uh, bringing new talent through and focusing on that. And that's what I'm really, really proud of. In this episode, we talk about how Nick started out in the music industry, DC10, Paradise and their move to Amnesia, the future of Ibiza, career highlights and much more. As you can imagine, this was so much fun to record. Nick has done so much and has so much to tell. And there was a lot about him and his career that I didn't know. So I'm sure you'll find this as interesting as I did. Please remember to share and subscribe to the podcast. Season two is jam-packed with loads of really interesting guests. And here's the first one. This is Nick Yates on Can You Put Me on Guest List. Right, Nick Yates. Yes, Miss Katie Knight, how are you? I'm very well, how are you? I'm very well, been a busy few weeks and it's been a long time in coming, but I'm glad we got the chance to sit down. Yeah, we've been trying to do this for like the last few months now, but it's very hard to do stuff like this over summer, isn't it? It is, with the amount of work we've both got going on. Yeah. And last summer was a bit crazy, as always, and this summer's going to be even worse. I so know, so we've got to do it now. Yes, I'm happy we have and it's, uh, I'm sure it's going to be very fun. So let's start off from the very beginning okay oh shit okay <laughs> so a while back while back how and when or why did you start in the music industry um i started out in the music industry when i was 18 slash 19 years of age uh in blackpool believe it or not i started going to like well it was back in the day when it was like house and then basically the club got shut down and my mate opened a hip-hop night and I started work there, like, I had a massive fallout. My mum, it was well weird. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a massive fallout with my mum, and I moved to Blackpool uh, from Lytham, where I'm from, and I got a job working behind the bar there, and I just thought, do you know what, sack this, I'm not working for anyone. Uh, and I asked the guy, my mate who was starting the night, if he wanted a partner, and then I started a hip-hop drum and bass night when I was, like, 19 into, no, 88, well, just coming on to 19. 18 going on to 19. And how long were you doing that for? I was doing that till I was uh, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, late 21. Uh, and then I basically moved on from that and went into, well, I just went into bartending. And, but uh, yeah, 
Well, I bought my own bar, actually, believe it or not. Oh, very nice. It's a long ass story. I bought my own bar, believe it or not, when I was 21, 22. Is this in Blackpool? No, it's in Preston. It's in Preston. I bought that uh, and did that for 18 months. Spent all my money on cocaine and strippers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not lazy either. <laughs> and then had a massive fallout with my brother. Uh, and then moved to Manchester. And that's when I started Kaluki. And that, oh, so straight away you moved back to Manchester and then you started Kaluki. Well, yeah, I moved to Manchester because I'm like, I live out, I don't live in Manchester. I live like 50 miles away on the like, seaside where the old people live. And then I basically got involved with Kaluki. Yeah. How did Kaluki start then? Kaluki started in, uh, well, it's 14 years now. It started wow. in, uh, originally between myself and my business partner, Lee Spence. Uh, and then uh, we did one show. I went away to Ibiza uh, and then came back from Ibiza and then we took it on full time and started doing, uh, so we started doing a monthly uh, at Sankey's. And I remember when we started the first monthly we ever did was Oliver Hunterman, Margaret Digas, And yeah, we sold it out. What mad that was like, fought involved. Wow. Yeah, it was a long time ago, a long time, time ago. And then you eventually came here to Ibiza, which was when? 2008, my first full, full, full year, yeah. My first time I ever came was 2005. I think I've got a, a video, somebody sent me a video of it, I've got a video of it. Oh, I need fit. to see that. I'll show it on my phone, it's, oh, <laughs> man, it's bad, it's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. But yeah, my, my first season was 2008, yeah. 2008. So oh. when you came to Ibiza, did you know what you were going to do? Did you have a plan in mind, or were you just like, I'm just going to go for it? I've winged it. Absolutely winged it. So <laughs> I was doing. I was in Manchester doing like. I wasn't even doing it. It's before I started a night called Division. Before I did Kaluki, it was like it was a night called Division at a club called Area 51, and it was like it was. A, it, they only did two shows, but they were good. But I don't know. It's like and then I was just like, I just had enough. I was like, right, I need something new. I need something fresh. And I'd still my ex-fiance. Oh, no, fiance. Oh, <laughs> never knew that. Well, no, it's an ex-ex-fiance. I've been engaged <laughs> twice. I'm like the runaway groom. Mad, mad, it? I know. Third time looking at all. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I watch call it. So I split with her. And then I moved to, went, came straight to Ibiza. And I was speaking to a mate of mine called Chief Chief, believe it or not. Not just Chief, Chief Chief. Chief Chief. And, yeah, he put me in touch with Charlie Chester. Now, I lived with him and Charlie Chester got me a job working on the door at Eden. Uh, I was known as Nasty Nick on the door at Eden. <laughs> is that really what you were known as? I Nasty know, no, Nick? First, yeah. So what happened is then I did a... Do you remember you were just talking about? Do you remember Danny Savage? Yes. Right, so before Zoo Project ever started <laughs> properly, it was like AD did a party in Area 51, the club that I was running, uh, in 2007. Um, basically, it was just when the zoo had done like a few workers' parties, and it wasn't even called the zoo project. He'd done I feel like an idea of a few workers' parties. And he did a party at Area 51. I remember kicking him out of his own party at Area 51. I didn't know who he was. And it was like, he was non existent. Then there was like Danny Savage, who was doing a party called, oh my God. I can't remember. He had a party anyway. And he was like, could you come into a beat? He was like, yeah. And he said, do you want to, uh, do you want to work for me? And I was like, well, I don't really want to work for your speech when I get out there. Uh, and anyway, uh, I got out there and I went to the opening of Mambo and I bumped into AD, uh, who obviously owns a zoo, and we pretty much went up from there. And that's how I started in Ibiza with the zoo project after the first day of landing in Ibiza at Mambo opening. That's how you do it. I know, and then I was known as Nasty Nick on the door at Eden, so I worked seven days, <laughs> six nights in my first season, yeah. Nasty Nick. On the door, You're yeah. so nice. I can never see you anybody calling you Nasty Nick. assassin. <laughs> <laughs> <And> shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why did they call you nasty, Nick? What did you do that was nasty? Oh, basically, it was my worst day of the week. It was Judgment Sundays, just your Judgment Sundays, right? <laughs> and obviously me not being a fluffy, hard house guy, and it was always the Sunday after the Saturday of Zoo, wasn't it? So uh, obviously you were nasty. Take a little session, you know what I mean? The next thing you know, you're working Zoo, afters, obviously carried away with yourself being the first season, and yeah, if... The judge does budge if you don't let his brother into Judgment Sundays, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, got, I was known as Nasty Nick on the door at Eden for my first summer on Judgment Sundays. When did Chief come into it then? Um, right, Chief came into it by a guy who I met over here uh, who we, we called Chief. But I'm going to tell you a little secret. All right, this is all about secrets. I'm not going to lie to you, right? So, wait. basically, social media's made the world 10 times smaller. Yes. And. Obviously, being the job that you're in, you're very, I'm very sociable, meet a lot of people. 90% of the people I meet, I can't remember the fucking name. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Do you know, that does happen to right. me, though, as so, well. So, you've got no awkward moments. So, if you go, Chief, meet Mischief. Babe, meet Darling. Darling, meet Babe. Mischief, meet Mischief. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm kind of hungry, and it's just sort of spread. Uh, it really has, because everyone kind of just knows you as that, and every time you see anyone, it's Apart like, Chief. The Italians call me Chef. <laughs> You're Which like, is, no, that's <laughs> no, not right. I'm not a chef. I'm cheap. Like, oh. <laughs> that's actually a really, really clever thing to do because I often forget names as well. So maybe I should bring start a name. Yeah, I just remember his chief, though. Yeah. Ch- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yours. So 2011, you began to work at DC 10. 2011, I did believe it or not, yeah. And how did that all come about? Because you were the first English promoter to ever work there Well, as well. the first original English promoter was Charlie Chester for the first, I think, year, year and a half, I believe. Um, from, I was starting in 1999. But I believe uh, he did like, the first, he only worked with him for uh, 12 months. But yeah, since uh, 2011, uh, I would class myself as part of the DC10 Circle Local family, yeah. And how did that come about? What was like your first oh, My first there? foot in the door with the boys was, um, how did it happen? So after my first summer here, my first year here, um, I decided that I set myself little mad goals and tasks. It was mad. It was like, right. So my second season was like, right. I walked away with like whatever I'd saved. And then it was like, right, I need to sort myself out to get into clubs and venues and stuff like that and like get into the industry properly so i was like started making friends with spanish italians and i started doing my zoo project meetings at a place called chardana bar which was at the back of where sankey's is yeah the back of in the back of uh plain and bossa uh basically the guys who owned chardana was a guys called johan loritz and oscar and there was three guys and they were all involved in or with the italian crew when DC started in 1999. Wow. And Oscar used to do the guest list and help on the DJ booth and work every Monday. And I used to basically put my name on the guest list through Oscar. I used to ask like somebody else, there used to be three people that I asked. So they were like, who is this Nick Yates that keeps coming on every single week? Who is this guy? They're uh, like, haven't you heard of like, Nasty Nick? And they were like, who is this guy? And anyway, at the time, I had a fiancé. Um, is this the first or the second? Well, no, it was, just, no, it was the second one called, uh, uh, what are we mentioning? Uh, yeah, I used to cruise around and go into it every Monday. I used to go fur-manded uh, with her, all her friends, all my friends, who were majority girls. And I used to cruise around, yeah, just rolling to DC, like, fully loaded with loads of, like, smoking hot young chicks. I was only nice. younger at the time. 
and yeah, all English. And at the time, there wasn't many like an English takeover at the club. Yeah, and it just sort of snowballed and rolled in from there. And plus, then in the winters, when I was back in the UK, um, I was doing all the bookings and doing Kaluki at Sankey's, and obviously helping Circle Loco over at Sankey's uh, in the UK, put some Circle Loco shows on and things, and did many big events there, and it just sort of snowballed and went on from there. So. And after that first year, so you'd been there for just one year, and is that when Paradise then started at well, DC10? Well, yeah, Paradise started at DC10 2012. Uh, it was our first year, so that came about, um, well, that role originated between Anto and Will and Jamie first, uh, and then they brought me in well, as soon as he agreed a deal, um, and I think he was, I brought me in, in like, I think it was April, April, May uh, of 2012. And yeah, I came in as, uh, and started up with Jay. I nice. went from there. And like in the first year, well, the first four years was like everything from booking, staff, line, everything, yeah. So it's been good. And talking about of Paradise, today they have announced that they're moving after eight years from DC10 to Amnesia. Yeah. Tell us okay. about the move. Um, there's not really much I can say about it, to be fair. Um, it's been a long, it's a bit of an era, a bit of an end of an era at DC. DC is always going to be in my heart from start yeah. to finish. I've been there for a long, long time. Uh, they're still my family. Um, there's been no hard feelings. Um, but it was not a decision that was made lightly. Um, mm -hmm. And it was made on... Just a few facts um, and a few um, things and goals and stuff, and it was taught between, like, obviously taught between between the team, and it was something that Jamie felt passionately about and wanted to do. So obviously it's been made, it's been announced today, and I've read the feedback. The feedback's really good. Yeah. And um, the lineups I've booked, I'm not gonna lie, are pretty fucking good. I <laughs> bet they are. I yeah, can imagine they I'm are. I'm not gonna lie. I've actually, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to launching him because I've absolutely nailed it, I think. Well, well, I hope so, anyway. I'm sure you have. You know what, I just, I think it's a really good year for this change as well. So I feel like 2020, I feel like there's lots of different changes on the island and it just feels right for it to be this I hope shit. so. I hope, Do you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, I hope there's a lot of changes. Like, I mean, obviously there's lot, always venues changing nights and things are changing nights. I just wish the government had changed the 7 p.m. or well, the 7 a.m. I know, I know. Uh, just something that's an absolute buzzkill, but never I mind. I know. So do you find, obviously you're super, super busy all year yeah, round. Do me. you find that you're more busy throughout the winter, like getting everything organised for the summer, or is something Summertime, you're like full on time. Um, summertime, I'm a busy fool uh, because I'm busy, uh, but I'm island busy, which means you're a busy fool a lot of the time on the island. You're doing, but like in the normal world off the island in the winter, what it takes you to do in a day, I'll take you about fucking two hours probably to do in normality. Yeah, and the winter is just like um, a confusion, like a confusion of looking after people, putting your event on, friends being over, family being over. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't spend my time that wise in the summer. I should be, but this summer I'm going to spend a lot more time relaxing, chilling, um, and trying to take it easy as I'm getting too old for the, this shit. You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Oh, yeah, so old. Uh, <laughs> uh, but in the winter, yeah, I do find I'm glued a lot more to my emails in the winter, obviously, to get the bookings and all that. Yeah. Every year it gets a lot harder due to politics, more nights, more people starting events and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I spend a lot more time glued to the laptop in the winter. And yeah. that's why I like to travel in the winter because. I like to use my laptop in nice surroundings. 
and you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be sat in the UK, man is too depressed. Yeah. Leave to my laptop. Yeah, definitely. Not offense, I lives in the UK, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're just sat here in Ibiza. Exactly, it's really yeah. nice and warm. Just doing the interview for my room. Yeah, so exactly. Like, and you obviously have so much on your plate. So Paradise, you've got Kaluki and mm -hmm. all the million things that you're involved yeah. in. How do you balance out all of your projects? How do you organize yourself? Right, well, I'm not going to lie to you. I finally just finally put the one of the best teams I've had uh, to date together um, because for the past two years I've probably been on the edge of nervous breakdown uh, slash uh, head falling off completely uh, I was a one man band uh, well not one man band I've had a team but not like some people behind me that I can trust and take the weight off my shoulders so we've taken a lot on but I've just taken on a new team this year I've got uh, obviously my business partner 14 years which is Spenny yeah. he's all, but he's got his own things going on so that's just like that's just me and him for Kaluki we've done we've been business partners and we will be for like obviously till probably the day we decide to stop doing things but the team that we brought on board is my new Will White Booker and assistant Erica and my uh, business partner <laughs> in other ventures, uh, we've got Joey on board, who's my business partner, Electric Party People, and uh, we are The Noise. Um, basically, he's on board, and he's my events manager for our new, well, 11, well, I think we've gone to 11 to 13 day residency we're doing this summer. Amazing. Oh, no. Shit, Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's been a long time in coming, but we've finally screwed our bollocks on this year and actually gone in for it. Not oh. no. My arse is going a bit like a camera lens, but, uh, <laughs> no, but we're going to be up for the challenge. It's about time. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a risk, but we're going to go for it anyway. Yeah. Can you give more details about the residency? I yeah. can give you details. Yes. Not anything. We're about to launch it. We're doing a 13 day residency this summer um, with Kaluki. It's going to be opening from July to September. Not can't give you the dates, but the lineups are absolute Bobby Dazzlers. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, and the venue and everything will be revealed within the next week to ten days. Amazing. What? Yeah. Another one that's. I'm very very proud of what I've done for that one. Yeah. Of course, especially like as you said, how many years did you say Kaluki's been? I believe fourteen. Years uh, is fifteen. We're on to our fifteenth year. Fifteen. Yeah. And oh. everybody knows how hard you work, and especially huh? here in Ibiza. So this must be like. Such a proud moment. I'm it's proud, but at the end of the day, I'm still nervous, very nervous, because no matter how big a brand is around the world or anywhere around the world, Ibiza's always a test. It's not the same as the rest of the world, you know what I mean? Uh, because there's that much competition in such a small period and a small uh, area, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it takes a lot to work on the island, you know what I mean? So I'm nervous, but excited at the same time. And it's been a long time in coming, so we've got everything now, right team, right bookings, everything ready for the summer, yeah. Do you think to have a, res a residency in Ibiza, you need to have the experience an of living and working here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an iron set of bollocks, yeah. Yeah. An iron set of bollocks, Do you yeah. think if you had never worked here in Ibiza and lived here in Ibiza, it would have been really difficult to get to where you to, to this uh, point? A hundred million percent. Uh, this island's very, very, very political. It's very, very difficult. Um, and it, does, it works separately um, towards the, the rest of Clubland. You've got to know what you're doing. You've got to know what weeks work. You've got to know what, obviously, because of the island's like been, it's changed a lot. I mean, it's all everything's changed a lot. But also, DJs have got more expensive, and all the clubs now um, have all got the same sort of sound. Everything, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's more people booking the same shit. You know what I mean? It's like for me, obviously, the reggaeton's the new stuff that's in the site. But I remember back in the day when I first came here, there was obviously set certain nights of set certain sounds and DJs, you know, like there was obviously, well, when I came back in, back in the day, it was like, what was it, DC 10 Cocoon Monday. Yeah. And then, like, before we even started Paradise, it was like, 
You know, like certain days, like it was, what was it on a Friday? It was uh, Eric Murillo Thursdays, Fridays. It was what they call Swedish House Mafia and stuff like that. What we call what we called Swedish House Mafia. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a passion, but that was like fucking way back in the day. No, it's like everything's like certain the same old stuff. So, so do you like, think it's a bit repetitive? Yeah, like it's honestly, it's like for me, it's like whether it's so and so doing that, so and so doing that, it's very very samey. And the whole line is very, very samey. The sound is, you know what I mean? It's like... Do you think that there's enough people coming here for everyone? No. Okay. So, so it's a problem, numbers, basically. Yeah, the island numbers have dropped out their arse. Yeah. And the island numbers have dropped out their arse due to the price of the island itself. It's the most expensive place in the world in peak summertime. Yeah. And it's madness. It's crazy. And don't get me wrong. Like, it's all well and good, obviously, money, money, money. But, like... Just remember, the kids that all buy the music at Beatport and are the ones that stood at the front of the DJ box that come and pay the tickets and are the first in the clubs. Yeah. Are the kids that have all worked, nine, well, not nine to five, but have normal lives, normal jobs, and you know what I mean? And they're the ticket, the ticket paying public. And they can only afford to make it like, like a week trip max once a year. Definitely, with all of their savings. I know, it's all of their savings. It's like, it's mad, it's mad, mad, mad. It is. And I just think. Honestly, it's got something's got to happen soon. Otherwise, it's going to be just like it's going to become a serious problem. What do you think needs to happen? People just need to drop prices. I just think it's one of those things like the competition is outrageous, and like obviously money is taking over rather than common sense. I generally 100%. believe hundred percent. I'm like the amount of money people are getting paid and what they're charging. I can't actually fathom and figure out and how it's accepted. I really don't. And our artist fees going up as well. Of course, it depends where they play or like or like. Not where they play. It depends mm -hmm. who they play for and who they play with, and obviously where they play. Yeah. And the fees are obviously, of course, they're going up. But at the same time, um, I believe the capacity of the island and the tourism trade on the island is going down mm -hmm. because obviously the the busy periods are shortening. Yeah. And so it's like it's not. It's not six months of the year. There's no way it's six months of the year. I believe. I believe in my eyes, the busiest weeks of the year, the last two weeks in. Well, the last week to two weeks in June to the first two weeks in August. Yeah. So it's what, an eight-week window? And the thing is, people are starting to go to other places now as well, aren't they? And just well, instead yeah, of Ibiza. Yeah, loads of people are on it. Loads of people are on, on, on like, different stuff. Like, loads of people in Portugal, and especially festival season's taking a lot away. Croatia. Yeah. Uh, especially Mykonos is taking loads. But Mykonos is four Junes. But, yeah, it's well overpriced, man. It's crazy, though. Do you think it'll go back to normal, how it was in Ibiza a few years ago? Or do you think that's to. kind of it? Don't get me wrong. Uh, um, I'd like to say I'm very optimistic but I don't believe it will no, no. I, mean, I would love it to I don't get me wrong I could sit here and feed you full of shit and lie and say yeah of yeah. course it is but the reality is of it, it's probably not now it's sad really isn't well, it it's pretty sad but but I the guess way I try and help out and do what I can for it is it drives me insane because my phone goes off like a traffic light um, <laughs> he's trying to help out like people with guests or what I can do or do like obviously I'm definitely going to be doing like a new workers list and this year and looking after the workers and stuff like that and I do what I can you know what I mean my, my guests are always 500 to 500 plus for my events 100% you know what mm -hmm. I mean I do my I do what I can and I know I'm always getting bollocked uh, when we do uh, mine and Jamie some meetings together with Jazz about how many drinks tickets to give away so that's always a problem but you know what I mean it's one of the things you've got to yeah exactly you've got to like, look after the people any way you can you know what I mean what advice would you give to promoters that are just starting out or starting their own event uh, in the UK say? that would probably then want to potentially come here I to would Ibiza. say do your homework is number one priority um, have passion love but also have a business brain um, because passion and love can often lead to many 
things that don't involve a good business brain. Yeah. I've learned that in many, many ways. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what you uh, mean. I just say for, for me, um, always, 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 as well, if you're starting a new brand or a new, being a promoter, always, always support new up and coming talent and build people with your brand that represent you and support your brand then that is your sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't repeat anybody else or try and copy anybody else's or strike wise giants hot with what's hot at the moment. Always have faith, love and passion in the people that who are you are putting on as in and also help to build them you know what I mean yeah definitely well that's one of the things I believe in anyway perfect um, you're an ambassador for the music against cruelty to oh, animals oh yeah this is what I want to talk about it's banging yeah <laughs> all yours tell me about the project tell me how you got involved what's it about so Mac is something that was started originally by Johnny White and um, uh, there's a guy called Wade and there is, um, oh, hang on, what's it called? Jack, sorry, my boy Jack. Jack. Sorry, <laughs> sorry Jack. Yeah, sorry, Jack. Jack. <laughs> An absolute brain fart. Um, so basically, it started by these three, and I got involved with it literally about two weeks before the first event, uh, and became fully involved as, uh, took a role as in one of the main obviously ambassadors it does all the bookings for it worldwide so I class it as something I'm involved in with like the three of them or four of us now um, and we're just trying to put it out worldwide so it's called MAC which stands for Music Against Animal Cruelty hashtag this day and age uh, save them with sound uh-huh. um, we originated obviously we originated all being animal lovers and obviously what was happening in this day and age well we started with the top five with the rhinos tigers etc elephants and all that and how they could be being hunted to the brink of extinction so we basically do events and raise money and obviously started the charity to fight and combat animal <laughs> extinction oh that's amazing how can other people get involved how can other people 100% get involved well we've obviously got the uh, the page Mac on Instagram and we're just getting our site built at the moment but just to raise awareness check the site out repost any stories tags or anything like that like uh, just take interest into it all any events we do up, up and coming doing um, just raise awareness that's the whole thing we want to raise awareness and the more awareness you raise hopefully the more impact you have oh there's such a great project well, really I hope cool. so yeah well the stuff about, well I'm, I'm a massive passion I have a massive passion for the Yulin Dog Festival in China that's one thing I am I am Jedi Knight against you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So yeah. I want to start. That's the next move on to that. But thank you very much. I appreciate yeah, it. Amazing. Is there anything in your career that you haven't done yet, but you really want to do? Uh, that's a big question. Um, yes, no. I'd like to. I'd like. I mean, I'd like to do some more stuff in America, in the states. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of stuff, obviously. Europe, worldwide, and stuff, not worldwide, but a lot, lot of stuff in Europe, uh, Ibiza, everywhere, and UK especially. Uh, I've done quite a lot in America. Um, obviously, I mean, I've got a massive involvement in shares in BPM, uh, and I'm just taking over. Yeah, so, so what's happening with BPM? So, we're just about to, uh, we're just in the middle of doing the process for the booking for BPM Portugal. BPM Costa Rica was absolutely fucking It outrageous. looked amazing. It was something that I've been very, 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 very proud to be involved with, especially after what's happened in Mexico. And there was a lot of pressure. Uh, and obviously, people... What made it so, so good? Uh, the location, the weather, uh, the, the music, uh, the people. There was like, it was like a virgin. It's like the festival just started. We've literally gone into the jungle, uh, a space of a, a space of land in the jungle. Uh, we actually cut the jungle down and replanted all the trees. So, yeah. Really? Yeah, so basically what happened is the space in the jungle that we, we've hired 
Uh, it was all um, basically. It was like we found the space and the owner of the land in a jungle, and then basically we replanted every single tree that we took down to make for the space. We replanted the tree further on. Uh, wow, in the jungle. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's so it's, wicked. Uh, it's eco-friendly, hundred percent. No, there was no plastic straws, no nothing like that. It was all paper. It was all eco-friendly. Yeah, amazing. And do you know, like, so do you see how it is like save Tulum, the cleanup of Tulum on the uh, in January? Yeah. And then they told me all the plastic. Not like that at all. So it was massively successful, um, eco-friendly, and uh, obviously everyone there loved it. And we're gonna go bigger and better next year. Amazing. Yeah. So it was literally like in the middle, middle of the jungle. Yeah. So it, I've heard it was, it was proper in there. Yeah, it was proper secondary jungle. It was wicked. It was like. It was hot, stuffy, and unreal, yeah. It was a mad experience, mad experience. I can imagine. And it was, but the thing is, like, with Costa Rica, it was, like, an extra four degrees hotter than Mexico. So it was yeah. good, though, but, like, you know what I mean? It was roasting, but good fun. Yeah, I can imagine it was You've great. got to check it out next year. I'm not someone that, like, sort of, well, I might chat a few broken biscuits now and then, but <laughs> <laughs> trust me, what I'm saying, that BPM Costa Rica's the one. It's I know, naughty. no, no, no. I think I'm definitely going to go Get fully next involved year. in that. You've got, got to full on. I know we spoke a little before about like um, proud moments, for example, yeah. now uh, with Kaluki. Um, what would you say has been one of your proudest moments in your career? Oh, uh, do you know what? I've had quite a few, uh, to be fair. And I'm pretty proud of like everything I've done of a cheap. I'm a bit of a realist of that worth. Like I only look at myself as big as the people that come and support my parties. You know what I mean? Like. I'm actually, I, as long as people are still rate, I've been in the industry 20 years and I'm still selling out venues and gaffs with the events and stuff like that. So I like to see myself as down to earth and not on my own arse and like, yeah. and like, don't get me wrong, the industry we live in is like pretty surreal and not like the real world, but I do like to try and keep my feet on the ground. Uh, I'm pretty proud of quite a few things, but I'm mainly proud of what I'm trying to do now and like, what I'm trying to do now is build the next generation and I generally believe that I put myself in a position now where I I can help people, DJs, artists, promoters, whatever, I achieve their dreams and open that door and help them out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I feel really good about that, you know what I mean? It's like, I, when I've, I've had many success stories and many DJs and I just think in this day and age it's saturated with a lot of overpriced people and DJs and... We're not paying enough attention to the new kids that are coming through. Definitely. And the new talent. And it's all fresh, new with new sounds. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I've been doing it for the past couple of years. Uh, bringing new talent through and focusing on that. And that's what I'm really, really proud of. But I'm proud of the animal charity thing, obviously. So that's, that's my main monks. My mum buzzes off animals. And Aww. it's something that I buzz off for my mum. Yeah. You know what I mean? That made Me my mum really proud. But I'm more proud. My main thing I'm proud of, it's not just one achievement. It's like, it's an actual goal I set myself, which was obviously building artists and bringing other people through. Yeah. And that's something that obviously I'm, I'm, I'm achieving all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not just one thing. It's a constant, ongoing thing. It does me in. You know what I mean? I'm never, never happy. Yeah. I'm never happy. You know what I mean? It's like one thing right onto the next. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I don't know if we can talk about this, but I've just got into smoking loads of really nice weed. The <laughs> <laughs> only reason being is it chills me out. Did you not used to smoke? No, it starts, your fella got me off into it. My fella. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there it we go. Setting myself goals. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it stops you from setting goals. It, stops me it gets me off my phone and my emails and stops me setting myself goals. It's I mean, once I've achieved something, I should just sit back, relax and enjoy it. And all the ideas come. Exactly. You know what I mean? Free of mind. It's a dull whammy. I love it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind, let's this one up. You Go, of course you can. Thank you very much, darling. <laughs> I appreciate it.
so obviously when you came here um, for the f very first time, you did your first season yeah. here. If you could look back now and give yourself some advice, what advice would that be? Quit smoking and take cocaine. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I swear to God, it's quick, quick smoking. But then start smoking gear. joints also. Yeah, no, no, because the thing is, honestly, I've spent that much money on gear and cocaine. <laughs> no, that's a bit daft. Uh, what advice can I give myself? Uh, I could give myself something. I advise. I need to still take on board now. What's that? Learn to switch off more, relax, and take time out from work. Are you getting there? Yeah, learn to switch off and have me time. Yeah. Uh, if I could go back now, I'd probably try and teach myself to do that. Uh, more routinely from the start. I honestly think it's literally one of the most important yeah. things to Look, be productive. I try to learn to calm and meditate or do something like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I've got at the moment, like, I need, I've, I can't do it and I wish I'd learned, like, back in when I first started out to do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it, it, really it would have made my life a lot easier, but now it's just a bit hard. Have you it? ever done yoga before? I've done it for a bit. I it wasn't really my bag. I did hot yoga for a bit. Oh, yeah. And, do you know what I mean? I sound, but I don't know. It's just, it's a bit old, I don't know. It's good for I mean, your I mean, mind. I'm impatient, that's what it is. I mean, but you do a lot of boxing. I do, I try to, yeah, but I've, only, I've got like a five round stamina. You know what I mean? Again, the cocaine and the cigarettes, again, it's affecting my boxing skills. So going back to what you said, cocaine and cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick. Yeah, me, me, tell me about oh, it. Oh, Nick. Um, okay, obviously this podcast is called Can You Put Me On The Guest List? Oh, God, yeah. Right? Uh, and I think if there's anybody in this industry that has um, the ammo has phone. been asked the guest, <laughs> asked for guest list the most in his life, I, I think it will probably be Nick Yates. I know, tell me about it, yeah. So I ask all of my guests on this podcast, can you give us a guest list rule? Guest list rule? Uh, yes. Uh, always, I'll tell you what, there's a few rules. Always be polite and don't make what's it called? Pointless conversation, asking me how I am, how my week's just been. Just get to the point. Just get to the point. <laughs> and don't send it like an hour or on the night, like if we open, send it the night before, all names in one to copy and paste. You know what I mean? Do you know when they send it singly and you're like, <gasps> mate, basic as, sorry, pardon my language, basic as fuck. I know. I'm not going to single copy and paste. And they're like, oh, wow. And don't even get me started with asking if you send them an email. Holy <laughs> shit balls. Uh, yeah, I think emails are a bane of my life. But um, yeah, get your names in early, be clear and get to the point. Yeah, yeah and that'll do. Good. I'll How many it. times a week do you think you're asked for guest list? Um, I'll, tell you what, I'll give you my phone. I would say I get uh, 400 plus on a Wednesday messages. Average, average man, a paradise opening and closing. <laughs> Paradise opening and closing, thousand, easy. Even my PA, my old PA, who I gave it to, was like, I can't take it, I can't, done, done, see you later, I can't do it. And yeah, it's like, it's, it starts daily in Ibiza, I get 50 to 70 WhatsApp messages. Nick, from, that uh, is insane. And that's no word of like, you can ask anyone on my phone, just sits there. I like, would have so much anxiety. No wonder why I think I've got a new PA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on you now. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, is there anything else you want to chat about? 
Yeah, love peace and sausages. Normal, good, you love know. Peace and sausages. I think you've nailed it. It's been pretty good, you know. I've, I've enjoyed it. I've really is any, enjoyed. Is there, is there anything you want to know? That's like, do you know what I mean? Dig deep or anything like? Well, do you know there was a lot of things I actually didn't know about you. I didn't know your like your roots, where you where where you started off, oh, when you came. So there, you know it's mean? been really nice to find find out I all about that. I could sit boy for hours with all the details. But You've I got think loads I, to talk about. We did say we're going to do another one soon, though, didn't yeah, we? About Kaluki. Yeah, I'll be buzz off that. Yeah, it'll be really cool. We'll I, do I, really, one. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I like the sound of my own voice. He does. <laughs> Listen to that voice. I love it. <laughs> Nick, thank you so much. Thank you very much indeed, and babe. And congrats on everything you're doing. Oh, I it. And thank you very much for your time. Of course, always. It's going to be a good year. All right, thank you. Big love, beautiful. Bye. Mwah. Thank you. Excuse me. That's okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>